Summer may be easy and breezy and relaxing for some, but for others, it can be routine as normal and busy and hectic and relentless with family coming into town, vacations, work not letting up, kids out of school, and so on. And I've noticed that when busyness comes into my life, it can cause me to not be so present with my family, with my people, and also it tempts me to forget to prioritize Jesus. So this may surprise you, but something mega practical that I have been doing in my life is automating and making something like a household task that I have to do all the time, no matter the season, so much simpler. And for us, that has been Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online grocery store that restricts 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and only sells the best and yummiest quality because they care about you. Ordering on their easy app and getting things delivered to my literal doorstep in days is a huge stress reliever and it saves me time so I don't have to give up my other precious time or energy this summer. This last order we received a few days ago, we got the Simply Protein Cookies and Cream Bars and it is literally the yummiest protein bar I've ever tried. Hunter's even trying to steal some of them. We even saved $20 on last week's order. And hey, if you're still not convinced, they have a price match guarantee. I mean, say less, right? So this summer, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truth talks and get 30% off your first order. Plus you get a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. friend, you're listening to Truth Talks with Tara, a podcast dedicated to helping you know, love, and live God's Word. I'm your host, Tara, and I am so glad that you're here. Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's Word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So, what do you say? Let's get into it. Happy Monday, Truth Talks with Tara fam. It is so fun to be with you here again. Are you ready for a conversation on purity culture? This is a tough but important conversation because I feel like purity is a very, not taboo, but just one of those conversations that is kind of unknown and ambiguous and it can be sometimes uncomfortable. And so I have my awesome friend Tavares Gray from Godly Dating 101. Maybe you follow them on Instagram. He is here today to talk about their new book, but then also an element of their new book, Purity. What that looks like, whether you are single, whether you're dating, whether you're engaged, whether you're married, and not only just physical purity and sexual purity, but just how that looks like in our entire lives. Tavares is also giving advice for people in any season of life, any relationship status. And so I'm really excited this episode has something for you no matter where you are. But before we get into the conversation, I want to encourage you to go grab a free resource that I made just for you. I included 15 journaling questions to help you in God's word. So whether you're a journaler or not, writing down these questions and reflecting on God's word in our relationship is so helpful in deepening our faith. And so I came up with 15 questions that I think of often that really help me in God's word to go deeper, to study God's word, to reflect on my faith, to grow. And that is completely free for you 
too. So I'll leave the link in the episode notes below for you to go check out that resource. All you got to do is sign up, put your email in, and it'll be sent directly to your inbox. So you can print that out, save it to your phone, whatever you want to do with it. And just really go deeper in God's word by reflecting and journaling and even maybe just doing it with a friend or your husband or really anyone. So make sure to go grab that free resource in the link in the episode description and notes. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Tavares on purity culture. What is it and all the things. Hey guys, thank you for joining me on another episode. I have a really fun new friend, Tavares Gray, on the podcast today. That rhymed. I'm pumped. Uh, Tavares, thank you for being here. We wish your lovely wife could have been here, but I know life happens, so she's here with us in spirit. But Tavares, thank you for being here. We're celebrating your message, your book. We're talking all things dating and purity today, which I know is what the people want. So before we do that, let, um, let us just introduce you. Yeah, like tell us a little bit about you and godly dating and all the things yeah well first off thank you for having me on definitely a privilege um so i wanted to be here like you mentioned you know but issues with work computer um working from home is not that pleasant guys but yeah sometimes yeah, <laughs> you know a little bit about me i'm just turning 30 we're creeping up on six years of marriage this december we'll be making six years we have two little kids um a boy zion four years old gianna one year old we're where I'm born and raised in Miami. Safa was born in Jamaica, but raised in South Florida as well. So we knew another, but we we never met officially till we're about 18, 19 years old, despite we only lived about 10 minutes away from one another. You know, so we met when we were probably about 18, 19 and remained friends. And then we got married and here we are, um, you know, repopulating the earth. Um, You know, (laughs) military, we live now we live in Tampa and we're just, you know, trying to figure out whatever God has for us. So that's just a little bit about me, I guess. I'm a I love it. Person. No, that's, that's perfect. It's always the hardest question. Whenever you have a conversation or an interview, <laughs> you're like, I don't even know, like there's so much and yet I don't remember yeah, what to say. <laughs> But no, it's awesome. I am so pumped to hear that. It was really awesome to get to know you through the book and even just following Godly Dating um, for a while now. So it's just an honor to have you here. I'm so thankful. Um, Before we jump in, um, this is like a random question. It's so fun to hear what people are loving. Tavares, is there something in your life that's making your life sweeter, more fun? Literally give it to us, whatever it is. I like anything random. Well, right now I'm in nursing school, so there is nothing fun about nursing school. I'm stressed 24 <laughs> hours a day. So my little outlet is either going to be the gym or anything with water. Like I'm ready for a vacation. Put me in a yes. pool, put me to beach, you know, anything water related and, you know, stress is gone. And other than that, you know, listen to music, relaxing. One of my good friends, James Wilson, he, I don't know if he's like, out there yet but this dude's music is amazing so if you're listening to this this is a plug james if you ever one day run across his podcast you owe me uh, because (laughs) i told these people to listen to you but yeah so just relaxing music gym whatever yeah do you guys i mean like you said nursing school like online ministry all the things books like you guys are so busy kids but like do you guys have access like are you able to go i mean you're in tampa are you able to like get to the beach is that like pretty close to you guys like it's it's kind of weird. I believe um, we're like maybe 45 minutes from Clearwater Beach, but okay. we never go. We never go. And even when we lived in Miami, we rarely went to the beach. And I don't know what is it. I feel like when I'm on vacation, I'm always in the water. But when I'm home, I'm just yeah. like, oh, I don't care. You know, so just yeah, right, like, that's, right, that's a right. weird habit. You know, I, I don't know. But other people, they come here and they visit, they hit go to the beach all the time. You know, maybe I need to do better. But 
I'm a little too boring. Hey, I think, no, you're just busy. And honestly, I think the same way, like we live in Oregon. So very other side of the country from you guys. Um, But like, we have all these cool sites, like we have the mountain, the beach, literally everything more like deserty areas. And people are like, oh, or like you go in there all the time. I'm like, oh, like I kind of forgot. Not like I forgot, but like, (laughs) I don't know. You just like forget there's cool things around you. And like, especially like when you're in Miami, people or Tampa. Yeah. But my husband and I did Clearwater for our honeymoon and it was really fun to get to Florida because we had never been. So yeah, super fun. Um, hope you guys are, you stay safe uh, as we're recording this friends. Uh, Tavares and Safa are potentially, I don't know, gearing up for a storm, but who knows? He said, who yeah, knows? <laughs> we'll see, you know, but I could be yeah. underestimating it. So going in with a prayer, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right, right. So we're gonna do this conversation. Just say a prayer that the grace stay safe, y'all. Um, okay, so pumped about the conversation, though, you guys, Godly Dating 101, this book, how long has it been out in the world at this point? Taurus, has it been a month or two? No, 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 no. It's just coming out. So September 13th is when the book was released. I'm not sure when this podcast is obviously being released, but the book is just coming out. Um, I started, you know, hinting at, what do you call it? Pre-ordering a few months ago. So maybe that's why it seemed that that way. But but yeah, so it's just been, it's fresh. So it's it's still a little surreal. I believe partly because we're so busy with the kids school and right. work that it never really sunk in we haven't gone places to to do tours or any of those things so it's just like to us it's yeah, just yeah okay we wrote a book cool okay <laughs> yeah. so who's gonna change yeah. the diaper who's cooking dinner you know what i mean it's like it hasn't <laughs> right, really right. sunk in but it's it's, yeah. it's, it's it's just a surreal feeling because i started this ministry um before Safa and i were together 10 years ago so when wow. i checked twitter recently and i saw that it said i created the page is September of 2012, and to see that the book releases September of 2022, I'm just like, wow. okay, God, you got a little bit of a humor, you know. I don't know what's going to be yep. in the next ten years, yep. but this right. is pretty exciting that you know that you know God has made this much out of it. Right. I love your testimony, which people can read more in the book. But tell us how it really came to be. You said ten years ago you started this. You have a really awesome, wild testimony. Mm-hmm. Glory to God, completely. But like, what? like prompted you to start, you know, this Instagram account, everything. Yeah. And it's weird because people have t- reached out to me and they're like, tomorrow. So how do I get my followers that way? Or how do I figure out my niche or niche or however yeah. they pronounce it? And I'm just like, yeah. guys, I have no idea what God did. Mm-hmm. All right. I, he literally right. just brought me along for the ride. You know, my mm-hmm. brother and I, we were, we had, we had a Twitter page called anointed misfits and we just stirred the pot talk about controversial subjects and we just (laughs) bring scripture to it. So as much as people wanted to argue, they couldn't because we're always pointing them back to the scripture. Then my brother, you know, he's in college. He couldn't post as much anymore. And then I'm posting and I realized every time I spoke about relationships, there was a huge response. So I'm just Mm. like, so I wasn't the only one not hearing any questions answered at church, but most of the stuff I was saying was because of mistakes I've made, things Mm. I've observed witnessing good marriages, witnessing bad marriages or marriages that failed. And I'm just thinking like, no one talks about any of these subjects in church. And then I'm looking around like, well, this is before, you know, it was popular to try to do all these things. So I was like, okay, well, let's see, let's see where this goes. And, you know, I prayed about it and I felt God was telling me to start a a page telling people how to date in a way that pleases him, you know? So I was just like, Mm -hmm. well, I don't know if I'm qualified because I'm struggling with lust. Um, I'm a single guy, not looking towards marriage right now. You know, I just felt (laughs) like nothing made sense, you know? And then it just took off like wildfire, you know? And it's just Mm -hmm. amazing because it would be, I'd go to bed and it's like 5,000 people following, wake up, a celebrity shared it. Now it's 12,000. I'm just looking at it like, 
well, God, I don't know how to handle this and I don't know what you're doing, but hey, let's yeah. have some fun, you know? And <laughs> I, and it, it's literally a new, like a new thing for me personally with sharing our faces and all those things online the past couple of years, because I yeah. never wanted the page to be about me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have said, it's great, that, you know, when you do that, because people need to relate to you and Safa. They need to see yeah. that people are actually walking it out. But me, I was just looking at it from the perspective of there are too many people who were in the shoes that I was in. And we have to get them out of that predicament. You know, too many people leaving the church because of bad relationships, you know, bad relationships, messing up people walk with God. And that's all I was focused on. So I never even shared who I was. They probably thought it was a a young woman, you know, created this page. (laughs) And a lot of people were shocked. They were like, a guy is doing this? You know what I mean? Uh, Looking at it like, I I was already bullied in my neighborhood growing up because I'm the one guy trying to be a virgin on his wedding day. And I'm like, you grew up in the hood no one is doing that, you know? So it, it, it was, right, right. I just never felt qualified. And I sort of like, well, God, I don't know what your goal is, but, and now we see that God has just been reaching so many people. I mm. go to random States. I get messages from random pastors and they're like, when I was single, man, you brought me out of this and you helped me with that. And it's just mm. like, man, all glory to God, because me personally, I still don't feel like I've arrived or I still don't feel as though oh, this is my platform. Like, you know, I view it as my baby, you know, something God has allowed me to work on, but it's just something whereas I'm asking God to help me steward it because there's Mm -hmm. still so many areas I'm learning in, I'm growing in, I'm trying to have a healthy marriage. I'm trying to be pure in my marriage and love my wife and do all those things. But it's just amazing to see that God is able to use imperfect people, you know? So that's just where, where we are with this right now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And your humility, you and Safa's humility has really, um, has really just showed through it and how the Lord has been like, Hey, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to like expand the reach because you're preaching the word. And like you said, like there's powerful things about sharing your testimony and your faces and your stories. Yeah. But the cool thing about it is that like when you're preaching from God's word, it doesn't matter if you're a single guy, like you said, and preaching about dating yeah. and marriage, because like God's word has something to say about it. it doesn't mean we have to be in that right. situation. Like like we can just be like the megaphone really just to, to get that mm-hmm. message out no matter where we are and look where you guys are now, which is awesome. Um, yeah. One of the coolest um, parts I love about the book, Tavares, I was telling you friends uh, before we uh, hopped on this call and started recording, I'm like, okay, dude, I read this book in two days, which for me as a new mom is huge <laughs> because I have like zero time, but like for literally anything, like after the baby goes to bed, I'm like, I got no energy to do anything. But like, like yeah. speaking that I got this done in two days is, is real because I loved it. One of my favorite parts Tavares, um, was about purity and about you guys talked about um, just all the facets about purity. We we instantly think purity is just physical. Um, when we think about it, sometimes it even rubs us the wrong way because you grew up in the church and no one like talked about purity. You hear purity culture, all the things. Like there's so many different reactions we can have about this word. Mm-hmm. So what is purity culture or what our, our culture really thinks purity is? And then on the flip side, what is it really from a biblical standpoint? You know, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Um, honestly, I think... I think- a huge problem is we allow the culture around us to to navigate how we live just a little yeah. too much. We allow society to influence us. Um, and sometimes we don't even realize it's happening. It's so easy just to mm-hmm. go with the flow, you know, and, and yeah. unfortunately, purity seems like a burden when you're living, uh, when you're listening to the world, when you're listening to God's word, you realize, oh, this is a blessing. You realize what God is saying is a privilege. You know, mm. but when you're listening to people that aren't aiming to live for God, when you're listening to people who have left the church or listening to people who are atheists or anything like that, you automatically view this as though God is withholding fun. 
like wow. Eve. Yeah. You know, all he had to do was convince her, look at this one thing that God wants to withhold from you. He knows you're going to get wisdom and be like him. He doesn't want you to be like God. And then the one yeah. thing she didn't need, the one thing she could have avoided becomes the one thing she's now realizing, oh, this is this looks nice. This looks like it's going to taste good. And I believe that's what the enemy does with purity culture. You know, mm-hmm. so purity culture, in my honest opinion, it, so for one, I never knew they called it that until a few years ago when I realized, oh, this is yeah. something extremely negative um, <laughs> because it started off well, but unfortunately it didn't continue that way. So in reality, we know what the scriptures say. Majority of us, we know that scripture is telling us safe sex for marriage. You know, it's something that is given, you know, for people that are married. And, you know, so now when you tell young people, you know, abstain from fornication, it's that should not be an issue for anyone. That should be something that we should be telling our young people. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately what purity culture was doing was trying to create um, our identity or our worth was, you know, being based around our sexuality. So a lot of people weren't viewing purity as though it's something, whereas God is focused on our hearts. So we see when Jesus is talking to um, a group of people, Matthew 5, 27, 28, he's like, you heard in the past that if you commit adultery, it's a sin. Okay. I'm sure they're all nodding along. They agree. And he's like, all right, but now I'm telling you when you look at, when you start looking at her with lust in your heart, you're guilty of the same sin. So now everybody in this room is probably looking at it like, bro, we all just did that. You know what I mean? It's just like (laughs) all of us can say, oh no, I wasn't committing adultery. I can say I never committed adultery, but can God look at me right now and say in your heart, you never looked at that woman inappropriately. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. We miss what God's idea of purity is because we look at it from our own carnal, our own legalistic perspective. So I believe purity culture was more so focused on our actions rather than the heart. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Because there's a lot of us, I think we go wrong. And I even mentioned a little bit about this in a book, whereas, yeah, I'm a virgin, I'm in church, and I'm doing things the right way, but my mind still wasn't pure. But in my mind, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm looking at it from the perspective as though I'm right in God's eyes because all mm. of you guys are out shacking up and you're doing whatever you want to do. Tavares isn't doing any of that. Yeah, but Tavares in his, in his heart has sure. missed the mark so many times. You know, so I believe purity culture is something that it it, it, it meant well, but it unfortunately backfired right. because we put our identity in our sexuality rather than in God. And instead mm, we good. were looking at it from the perspective that if God allows me... Um, if I keep myself, if I remain a virgin, I remain celibate, I remain abstinent, then that means God owes me a spouse. Yeah. So now we start looking at it from the perspective of I'm doing this in order to get blessings rather than mm. doing this to honor God. Wow. So there's so many of us, you know, we're not going to do the wrong thing because our accountability partner is going to ask us or our pastor <laughs> right. checking in on us, but we're not doing it from the perspective, does God, does God have an issue with this? I remember mm. one time I was in church. And bear in mind, Instagram is a hot mess. You know, your explore page can show you absolutely anything they believe that you want to see. Or it could just be one day one of your friends decided, you know, skies out, thighs out. You know what I'm just thinking like, you know. (laughs) So I was literally in church. I'm waiting on, you know, service to start. I think I was early for service or something. So I'm browsing on social media. 
and somebody was just the picture was super inappropriate. Yeah. And I and I and I exited off Instagram super fast and I started looking around and I was just like, I hope no one saw me, you know, looking at that because I don't want anybody mm-hmm. to think that's what I'm following and that's what I'm entertaining. But then I immediately got convicted, you know, and God showed me you were so worried about if other people saw you. Wow. Not if I saw you. Wow. And I was looking at it from the perspective like, but God, I, I didn't want to see it regardless, you know, but it was the yeah, fact that yeah. I was just focused on how do people view me rather mm-hmm. than how does God view me? And I believe that's where purity culture is. It it, it really messed up the church um, in, in dramatic ways because we so, we got so focused on pleasing people. We got so focused on looking saved and acting, acting saved and, mm-hmm. you know, just putting on the, the church facade and not necessarily right. Right. living for God, you know? So that's why I think purity culture, you know, it's like we view purity the wrong way. And we're, we're unfortunately thinking God wants us to avoid sex. And yes, that's what he wants you to do. Avoid sex and save it for marriage. Mm-hmm. But if you, yeah. all you view it as though is, well, I got to stay away from it you're going to eventually go to it because your mind is going to pursue, your body's going to pursue what's always on your mind. You know? So if you tell a child, don't eat on the couch, like I just heard that recently, you know, and, and I always knew it, but the way the, the way the person worded it, I believe it was in another book that I read and they were like, if you tell a child, don't eat on the couch, they're going to eat on the couch because you're telling them, (laughs) you're telling them what to focus on. They're thinking about the couch when they're eating now, instead of, instead of saying, don't eat on the couch, you tell them eat at the table. Because now they're associating the table with eating. But the thing is, the devil wants us to focus on the things that we should not be having, you know, but if we realize that God is focused on our hearts, we won't be worried about avoiding sex. We'll be focused on how do I please God? And because I'm, because I'm in a pursuit of pleasing God, now I'm going to find ways to please him, or I'm going to realize when I'm doing things that aren't pleasing him because Mm -hmm. my mindset is focused on him rather than on the things of this world. So that's how I believe that. You know, sometimes we just viewed purity the wrong way. And I think purity culture kind of damaged us. Yeah, no, thanks, Tavares. That was such an awesome explanation of that. I really appreciate it. And I was like personally convicted about that, too, because we wear purity, like you said, as a badge of honor of like, okay, I'm looking good on the outside or like as a girl or I'm not just a girl, but like, oh, like my my skirt is this length. I'm looking this Mm -hmm. way. I'm not like drawing too much attention. And then if that girl is dressing differently, then I'm better than her. I'm more pure. Like it's just it can become this thing where we have the wrong motive. So I guess my question is what what have you found? What does God's word really say about how do we keep our eyes fixed on the Lord? How do we keep our motives pure? Because like, it's one thing to say, yeah, I really want to make sure that my purity is focused on honoring the Lord from the heart and not out of a legalistic way of trying to impress others. But like, it's really tempting, you know, to fall back into wanting to impress people. So what is really the key? I have some thoughts. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about this. How do we keep our motives fixed on the Lord? Um, I think a lot of times our issue is that we, we compare ourselves to people. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a saying, there was a saying, um, I don't know how true it is, but apparently I believe it was Mahatma Gandhi. You know, he said, I love your Christ, but not the Christians because Mm -hmm. he went to a church and unfortunately the way people treated him, rejected him. So I'm not one to be the bearer of bad news, but if he wasn't living for God, when he died, we understand his outcome. Yeah. It's very pleasant. Now my thing is all of that happened because of how people treated him, not because of his actual relationship with God. So I think the issue is a lot of times, like you mentioned, I feel as though I've arrived because I'm better than Tara. Mm. You know, I feel Mm. like I'm better than Safa. I feel like, I feel like I haven't met the mark yet. 
Because, man, do you see how long T prays? Bro, I, <laughs> I could not pray five minutes. And this woman is interceding from 4 a.m. when her baby wakes her up till 7. Like, how does she do it? And we're looking at everyone else but God. So yeah, I believe yeah. the issue is we compare ourselves. Paul said, you know, when you're comparing yourselves, you're not wise because we're looking at other people as a standard when Jesus is the only standard there is for the church. Right. You know, so it's easy for me to feel as though I'm super spiritual when I'm looking at the girl who's doing nothing. It's easy mm-hmm. for me to think I'm very spiritual at the guy who just hasn't arrived yet. He hasn't figured it out. They haven't changed their wardrobe. They're still doing this. They're still acting this way. But then it's easy for me to say, well, God, well, clearly I don't have a real relationship with you because I've been saved and I still don't know things the way that she knows it. I still don't Mm. get everything right the way he does it. So I believe that a lot of the issues are, you know, that we're comparing ourselves and we're looking at everyone else rather than God. So in order for me to actually live holy, in order for me to actually live, you know, in a way that pleases God, I have to realize that I cannot be holy by myself. You know, the Holy Spirit empowers you to live holy. Like there's no person who's ever lived in a way that pleased God without God helping him. None of us have, Mm -hmm. we've all missed the mark at some point, you know, but I believe that it's easy for me to feel as though, okay, well, I don't need to pray today because I don't need to pray anymore because I've already prayed more than that person. Mm -hmm. And now we start viewing other people as a standard and God is looking at it like, you're not in a relationship with me. You're in a competition with others. And I think that's the huge issue. So a lot of times when we want to please God, you know, I think we focus so much on what to do, what not to do. We focus so much on who's doing what, who's not doing anything rather than, well, how do I just get closer towards God? You yeah. know, it's just like, instead yeah. of focusing on what everyone else is doing, Moses's huge issue is, you know, he has an experience with God and he sees everyone acting a fool and he gets so upset, like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> you know, God, these yeah. people that you have in my life are absolute imbeciles right now. Why am I leading these people who clear? And it's like, Moses, you're so upset. You know, you should be influencing them, but instead you're worried about how much they're Mm -hmm. doing and not doing, you know? So, and and it's not like God was ignorant of how these people were living, but God called him to lead them. So I think sometimes when we look at other people and we feel as though, well, other people aren't doing it, so I don't need to do it, you know? And I, I believe that God calls everyone to different standards. Whereas there's a lot of times where I even had to learn that personally, I had to not hold people to the standard I held myself because I believe that, you know, when God anoints you, you cannot be like everyone else, you know? So you have to realize that you have to live differently, act differently, think differently. And some things may not be sin, but just because someone else is doing it does not mean God has allowed me to do it. So that's why Mm. I tell people, don't compare yourself to others. You have to be willing to be obedient to what you're seeing in scripture and what the Holy Spirit is telling you, because God may tell me fast one time a year. He may tell you fast one Mm -hmm. time a week. He may tell you to fast one time a month, whatever it is, but you're being disobedient when you're trying to be me. And I'm being disobedient Mm -hmm. when I'm trying to do what God has called you to do. So I think in order to try to live holy, it's a matter of stop focusing. I think a lot of times we focus on everyone else. Peter walking on water, but the moment he gets his eyes on a storm, the situation, the problems, that's when he sinks. So he wouldn't have sank. He probably would have been on water till the day he died if this dude would have just focused on Jesus. And and I think that's Mm. that's our problems. God God elevates us. He calls us out into the deep areas. He calls us closer towards him. But when we start trying to figure out, well, no one else came out in the boat with me. Well, there's so many problems. There's so much temptation. There's so many, and the list will go on and on. But 
Yeah. You're only going to be able to stand firm when you're focused on the word that God gave you specifically. So I think that's what it really boils down to. That's good. When when you were talking to Vars, I kept thinking like when you're saying just like stepping out on the water and doing the hard thing, like that was a hard thing. That was a really big move of faith for Peter. And we're all called yeah. to a lot of different things like that in our lives. And I think when it comes to purity, when it comes to honoring the Lord and our actions, you know, heart, mind, body, like, like literally purity encompasses every aspect of who we are. Um, I've just been convicted, like, Hey, what's wrong with doing the hard things? What is wrong with being disciplined? What is wrong with having boundaries? Um, because we're very easy, like, um, or it's just very easy for us to just really discard the hard things and be like, okay, well, like, it doesn't have to be hard. Like I can just skirt around that or no, like Jesus calls us to so many different hard things in our lives. And so I think in that way, what are some of the things that you have seen that are difficult, but how the Lord has really helped you with boundaries? With I think this is a big conversation. I know a lot of my listeners are like, okay, what boundaries do I do? Again, like we were talking about, it's very specific to you and to your life and to your relationships or whatever. But um, when it comes to the hard things, we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared of the assault on our mind with social media, what we look at with our eyes, like our physical mm-hmm. temptations in our dating relationships. Um, with those hard things, how do we really armor up against? Are there any practical things? things. The book talks a lot about this, but even just some practical things as far as boundaries, guarding your heart, mind, body, all the things. Um, I would say something, it sounds strange, but I would say, don't be afraid to be weird. I realized yeah, whenever I was, you know, my mindset is just focused on God. I'm not even thinking about pursuing after a woman or anything. Anytime a woman would shoot their shot or, you know, you, it's clear that there's a little bit of chemistry there. And I started you know, just being spiritual, it seemed as though it was a huge turnoff. So I'm just like, well, I didn't mean to scare her away. I I, I was genuinely thinking about God. I'm sorry that, sure. you know, that I I, I right, want to please right. him. I didn't, I didn't mean any offenses, you know, but then when I realized, oh, I'm carnal or I'm flirty or the sexual innuendos or certain type of suggestive jokes, the women are, oh, okay, he's entertaining. Now they want to text. I don't mm. want to FaceTime. So I realized if I watered down who I was spiritually, I could get more options. You know, so I believe that it's very easy for us to, you know, we don't want to walk into temptation, but we realize that in order to get someone nowadays, a lot of times we have oh, to compromise wow. spiritually. I believe a lot yeah. of people think, oh, okay, well, a lot of, lot more opportunities are going to come here if I'm, mm. if I'm just showing a little bit more, doing a little bit more. And we start viewing things that way when God doesn't want us to, right? So I yeah. think it's yeah. easy for us to be like, I don't want to be that weird Christian. I don't want to be that oddball. I don't want to be that guy that, man, all they think is that I just go to church too much. Man, if they hear that I spoke in tongues, they're going to be like, man, he's a creeper, you know? And it's like, (laughs) who who cares what people are going to think about you, you know? And I think it's very easy for us to feel as though, you know, I have to change things, but you don't. Um, Joseph, we see that he had the opportunity because Potiphar is the leader. I, I want people to understand that if he's the ruler, chances are he probably had one of the prettiest women in town. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I would assume yeah, yeah. Yeah. you had an attractive woman who was willing to keep a secret, a, a nasty secret, but she was willing to keep one. And you decided mm. I'm going to run away from the temptation and say, well, how can I do this and sin against God? Not sin against Potiphar, not lose my position, but how can I disrespect my walk with God? So he was willing to, to run away from something that he yeah. knows that uh, and the Bible makes it clear that he was young. He was good looking. His hormones are probably raging like the rest of us. But it's the fact that he didn't allow his hormones to be his guide or be his, be what, sure. what controlled his future. So I want people to see that if 
I'm in a situation where you're one-on-one or sis, you're in a situation where you may even feel a little bit pressured, like, ah, oh, maybe that's this one time, you know, just the, and, and, and it happens so often. And you may feel as though getting out of this is just too weird. So I'll just go with the flow. This dude turned into Usain Bolt and ran away <laughs> oh, yeah. out his clothing because he did not want to, he could have just done it. If you, bro, you still went to prison. So he could have been the idiot and he could have yeah. sinned, he could have done whatever and went to prison. But it's the fact that he's like, I don't even want my name called up. So when I say mm. it's okay to be weird, I want you to understand that people aren't going to always understand your convictions. People yeah. always, people aren't always going to understand your boundaries. People aren't always going to approve of why you're doing things that you do. You know, so when it came to like, when I was dating um, with Safa, like, my thing is, I'm a very visual person, you know, so I have to keep my eyes laser focused because if I'm not laser yeah. focused, my mind is just not right. You know, sorry if I'm sure. being too real on this, you know, but no, my it's thing good. Is, so, it's good. so at one point we were long distance because of the military, you know, so my thing is I literally had to, we shared a, 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 a note on our, our note app and it was just one of the things was literally no changing in front of one another on FaceTime. You guys may look like, Bro, why y'all being nasty? Who's changing in front of you? You may look at it like, oh, that's so simple. But it was because of my conviction. It was because of mm. my temptation. I knew for a fact that if that opened up, if that happened, that's opening a can of worms. You know, self is the, the touchy-touchy. I always want to hug. And I'm just like, don't touch me. Because if you touch me, there's going to be a problem. You know, so you can give yeah. me a hug. Yeah. But um, keep, keep your hugs under a certain amount of seconds. You know, so right, it, right, it's not right. necessarily uh, specific things that I feel as though every person has to do. Um, some yeah. people are like, Tavares is kissing a sin. Some people say, yeah, some people, I'm um, kissing prior to marriage. Some people say, yes. Yeah. Some people say, yeah. no. Yeah. My thing is, I don't tell people yes or no, but the Bible tells us to abstain from the very appearance of evil. I believe that's First yeah. Thessalonians 5.22. So if I believe something is a spark, I should not mm -hmm. be entertaining it. So I'm looking at it. We And I think that's why a lot of us, we fall into temptation so easily. We'll avoid the big things. Oh, I'm not going to send right. a naked picture. Oh, right. I'm not going to go house at midnight but you're sending so much that isn't naked or you're said or you're hanging out so much that is alone or you're touching some places yeah. where you haven't really crossed the line but you're touching things that's want causing the desire to rise up inside of you so that's how i tell people it's not a i think uh and that, this is where a lot of alcoholics or people that drink where they go wrong where everyone thinks they know their limit but i want mm. you to understand you don't know your limit and the problem yep. is when yep. we're trying to get close to our limit without going too far, we've already missed the mark. When we're asking right. God, right. Well, how much can I do and still be a Christian? Or how much can mm -hmm. I send and still be saved? Or how much can I, I touch? And how many people can I sleep with and still lead praise and worship? God is looking at it like, dude, are you yeah. realizing that none of that had, none of it is bringing you closer towards me? Because really yeah. what we're saying when we do that is how far away can I get away from you and still make it into heaven? And that mm -hmm. should not be our goal. You know, so I yeah. believe that the, the truth is we have to realize that, yes, we should avoid things that are common sense sin. But when I feel as though something is leading me towards it, I have to be vigilant enough to realize, yeah. okay, God, well, let me back away. Because 1 Corinthians um, 10, 13 says, there's no temptation that's overtaking you that isn't mm -hmm. common to yeah. man, but God is faithful. You know, so whenever you're tempted, the Bible says he'll give you a way of escape. So God is going to yeah. present that way of escape. But mm -hmm. a lot of us, we see that way of escape and we're looking like, <laughs> God, five, you know, five more minutes, God, you know, like, right, right. We, we won't go too far. And then nine months later, you're, you guys are arguing because it's just like, all right, where are we going to live with this baby? You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> stop. 
stop playing those games. You know, we get so close to the line. And, and it's not like yeah. it's not like God is ignorant of your sex drive. God gave you your sex drive. But it's sure, the fact that sure. God doesn't want you feeding it if you don't have that outlet. And that outlet should be marriage. Yep. You know, so yep. if you don't have that outlet, unfortunately, it leads to unhealthy things, ungodly relationships, mm-hmm. going back to exes, you know, that you know aren't good for you, but you need that sure. release. It's just a matter of, yeah. you know, it's not about, how much I can do and still be saved. But the goal is how close I could be towards God that I'm not so easily, you know, enwrapped in the same things that God already delivered me from. No, that's good. Tavares. I really appreciate that. It's not all black and white sometimes it's, but it's going back to what does God say? There's some cut and dry things, but then some of it's like, okay, you and the Lord need to duke that out. You need to be in prayer. You Mm -hmm. need to be in the word. You need to talk to other people and be like, okay, for me and what I struggle with, what does that look like to honor the Lord? And I was even just thinking too, like this process of sanctification is 365, 24 seven. And so knowing yeah. that like when there are things that you struggle with, the Lord is sanctifying you every single day. There's no moment in your life when you become a Christian that God is not changing you into, into the image of him. And knowing that, like you yeah. said, I love how you brought it up. God gives us the opportunity um, to, you know, escape to get away from those temptations. So again, doing the hard thing and being like, Lord, spirit, help me in those moments. My flesh is screaming not to, but Lord, help me. And that's his way of like sanctifying us in those 365, 24, seven moments. Um, It's possible, totally possible in the Lord's strength. Um, Tavares, okay, rapid fire as we close. Um, Okay, I want a practical, um, a practical encouragement for purity when you're single, when you're dating and when you're married. Okay. So single go rapid fire. Maybe I'm putting you on the spot, but a, a practical you are advice. putting me on the spot. Can I go in reverse? Dude. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Go in Can reverse. I... Do it. All right. So I'll, I'll start, I'll start with marriage cause I'm married. Um, but yeah, I, I'll yeah, yeah. tell people when, when, you know, I didn't realize that tempt, I knew temptation was still going to be there when you're married. I didn't realize how reckless some people could still be though. You know, so <laughs> the way I grew up, the way I grew up is like, I was in the hood, you know, so guys just did whatever they wanted. So I always yeah. had the impression that I got bullied because I wasn't sleeping with all the women who were throwing themselves at me, you know? So my thing is I thought, okay, well, when women shoot their shot at you, women are always throwing themselves at you. You're considered a man. I, I thought that was some form of mm. validation. So when I got married, and people are still flirting. I never viewed it as though cut it off, you know, because in my uh, mind, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not pursuing any of it, but it's just right, like, right. oh, it, it it gave you that, you know, that little dopamine made you feel like, oh, okay, well I still <laughs> oh, yeah, got it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and I <laughs> right. think a lot of us, we don't realize that, okay, it, it goes from, I still got it to, to huge trouble very quickly. Sure, you know, So I definitely sure. think that's something um, to be aware of because I believe a lot mm-hmm. of married people, we can let our guard down because we're not expecting that. But I think it's just wise to make sure that you're always keeping boundaries, especially emotionally. I believe emotional boundaries yeah. are the biggest one for married people. Right. Um, for right. those of you who are dating, um, practical boundary, I don't know if I would say, because I'm not one who does the little, you know, you have to be on double dates. You know, I heard a lot of people say sure. you have to do that. But one that I knew I could not, we told each other we weren't going to be on the phone after a certain time. Now, for some sure. people, that's going to be, don't be out together after a certain time. But we just knew, you know, our conversations were just, you know, overly, overly flirtatious to the point that it would be sexual. And it's not that, yeah, yeah. you know, inappropriate, it can't save ourselves. But it was just the fact that if I know 1130 every night, my mind is not thinking about the goodness of God, but I'm thinking about, <laughs> you know, his, his, his good blessings in other formats that I should not be entertaining that, you know? So yeah, I don't know yeah. if there's one specific um, for... For people that are dating, but I would say 
all of you that are listening, you have a different trigger, you know, whether it's when you're yeah. touched, whether it's when they send us a certain compliment or whenever they buy you a certain thing, whatever it is, we all have a certain trigger. And once you're emotionally connected to someone, even if you you never you don't find them attractive, that emotional connection is going to bring sexual tension. So you have sure. to be willing to realize that you have to go to God in prayer about those triggers because mm-hmm. you have to be willing to know that when that moment of weakness gets here, if they're having a moment of weakness as well, you guys will stumble. So you have to allow ask God for strength because I believe it's very easy yep. to, you know, for things to go from yeah we both love God to yeah we both love God but we're laying vertically, um, horizontally sure. very quickly. You know, so I think it's just yeah, a matter yeah, of yeah. asking God what are those triggers. And for those who are single, I don't know what I would say exactly to single people, but all right, so Rhett, yeah, this is. This is weird, but be careful of your entertainment. Um, a lot of you may yeah. you may not listen to any type of R&B or secular music. A lot of you may not watch secular TV. But when I was talking one time with our Patreon community and I was talking you know, about purity with them, I was like, all right, judgment-free zone. But I want everybody to start raising their hands in the chat and all those things if you listen to R&B. Uh, mm-hmm. um, raise your hand if you know this type of song. Raise your hand and start naming Netflix shows. And they're like, yeah, we watch those. Yeah, we listen to it. And I'm just like, so when that moment of temptation gets there, what do you do? And no one yeah. wanted to respond. And I was like, it's a judgment-free <laughs> yeah. zone. But I, I'm letting right, you know, right. those things will cause something inside of you. So I want you to understand that it's nothing wrong when you're a person who feels like, man, my drive is too high. This struggle is getting like overly serious. God knows you have a struggle. The Bible makes it yeah, clear yeah. in Hebrews that we have a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. God mm-hmm. came as a human, so he understands what it means to be tempted. I know a lot yeah. of you probably think Jesus was never tempted, but the woman at the well with all them husbands, I'm sure she I'm sure she had some looks <laughs> to her, you know? But I want True. you to understand that you should not feed those things. And I'm not one to say secular R&B or whatever, love-making music or certain shows are just going to send you to hell. But if you know it's causing something to stir within you and you don't have that healthy outlet in marriage, then you're probably setting yourself up to fall. So that's what I'll say for those three categories. Love it. Thank you for being put on the spot. I know it's not easy, but I I love it because there's different, different points of our lives and we're all in different seasons. Not one, you know, I mean, whatever season you're in, it's because God's placed you in it, but know that there's so much to say about purity and there's so so many ways we can honor the Lord in it. Um, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say too, as you're talking Tavares, just as we close, I'm just thinking over and over, like we can think of purity as something, like you said, God withholding from us. But I think once we get to know God and, you know, read his word, be immersed in his word and get to know him, we will realize slowly, but every day that God does nothing out of, I mean, he does everything out of love. There's nothing that he doesn't do out of love. And so if we know that we're like, okay, the Lord says to save this for marriage, to do this or that, or he's saying, you know, flee from this or, you know, not be tempted. Um, it's because he loves us and he has something so much better for us. And I think you guys did an amazing job in godly dating 101 talking about that and just getting people excited just to um just to be pure for the lord so okay tavares um i know it's everywhere but i want you to remind people um the book has been out when we're recording for like two weeks um so where can people grab the book and how can they connect with you and safa online yeah, so the book is actually everywhere. Safa was showing me that they're in our Walmart yesterday. And I'm just thinking like, dude, we're in dude, Walmart? You know, so awesome. it's, pre- it's pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so it can be on all outlets, Books A Million, uh, Barnes & Noble, all those things, Target. But obviously, if you make it easier, Amazon Prime, you can get it in a couple of days. Or GodlyDating101Book.com. And then Perfect. all things Godly Dating 101. So YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
We're not on Pinterest. Is there anything else out there? TikTok. I, I'm too old for that app, so I'm trying. I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't know how to do any of the dances, so I don't know if I'll last. But but yeah, you don't have to follow our personal. Just follow Godly Daddy 101, and we'll connect from there. Love it. Tavares, thank you. This was such a fun conversation. Give your wife a hug. Um, I appreciate you. Yeah. Love the book and just cheering you guys on. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me.